You're listening to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. So I want to be able to talk to you where we are. Continuing our series, Be Rich. Somebody say, Be Rich. Look at, you, look at your neighbor to tell them, are you the one? Or should I wait for another? Uh, I want to talk to you this afternoon, double portion blessing. Tell your neighbor, double portion blessing. I want to read uh, from the scripture, Deuteronomy 21, 15 through 17. It's in the Old Testament, so just hanging with me here. It says, if a man has two wives and he loves one, but not the other. Sad story. Uh, and both bear him sons, but the first is the son of the wife he does not love. When he wills his property to his sons, he must not give the rights of his firstborn to the son of the wife he loves. In the presence of his actual firstborn, the son of the wife he does not love. I want to underline verse 17 says, He must acknowledge the son of his unloved wife as the firstborn by giving him a double share of all that he has. That son is the first sign of his father's strength the right of the firstborn belongs to him. In the Old Testament, even in, all, in, in our days, we, live a, we lived and live in a generation where the firstborn, the first person, the son or the daughter that gets born, they receive the double portion of blessing upon their life because they have the responsibility upon their life for the family. Is that correct? So as we have older brothers, uh, older sisters, they were the kind of the ones to take care of the family. If the parents are gone, they're responsible for the house. They're the, the responsible for the safety to feed the children to take care of them so if something goes wrong the firstborn needs to be the one to kind of step in and take action being the firstborn which I was not I was the third it was good and bad the the bad part about it if my dad's going somewhere the firstborn gets to go drive with him he gets the first car he gets the best clothes the good part about it the firstborn also gets beat all the time and he is made the example for all the other children. So in case I break something, dad runs in. Who did it? The firstborn. <laughs> so dad's like, I'm going to make an example to all of you. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> Even has his own belt called the firstborn gets. So the good and the bad. But in the Bible, he talks about the double portion begins to come to the firstborn because that me and you we are the firstborn in Christ Jesus so you can write that down that we are in Christ Jesus we are the firstborn and the scripture it says in Colossians 1 verse 15 uh, verse 15 says the son is the image of the visible God the firstborn over all creation and you can read uh, further down later on and also in Romans 8 29 says for those God foreknew he also predicted destined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters in Christ we possess a hundred percent blessing of the double portion anointing for your life see devil tries to do everything that he can to belittle you for the crumbs to belittle you or just enough or not enough or God wants you to be humbled God wants to punish you you need to suffer you need to this and this that you don't come to God knowing that you have you are the firstborn before God and you possess the double portion for your life 
He will do, Satan is smart. He is deceiving. He'll do everything that he can. He says, oh, you can't ask God for healing. Maybe God is trying to teach you something through the sickness. He's trying to humble you. Be humble because if you are healed, you're going to be proud. If God gives you extra money or gives you promotion, the pride will get in your heart and you know and then you will run away from God. If God gives you this ministry or if God starts healing through you, you're going to get proud. You're going to be like those, you know, uh, they call them pulpit pimps. I don't know, <laughs> you know, always asking for money or they're going to call you the prosperity gospel preachers. And, and Satan tries to pollute your mind to the point where you say, you know, yes, I will just settle for the crumbs. But in this scripture, we see that Jesus, in Jesus, me and you, we possess the double portion blessing because we are in him. We are the firstborn. Come on, somebody. That means when you come before God, you should not just come as, as a beggar, but you should come as a son and a daughter of Most High God, knowing what belongs to you. Knowing that you're the righteousness of Christ Jesus. Yes, you made mistakes. Yes, you may be falling short, but because of Jesus, you begin to take His place in righteousness. You take His place in holiness. You take His place in double portion of blessing. Come on, somebody. If you say, Pastor, maybe I don't deserve it. Yes, Jesus also didn't deserve what he got on the cross. He didn't deserve to be beaten. He had no sin or no fault was found in him. But because he took mine and your place, we are able to stand this afternoon, deserve the double portion for your life in Jesus' name. Maybe, you know, when it came to relationship, you were going through, through things, uh, cheating, maybe backstabbing. Maybe some people left out of your life. Maybe your family begins to fall apart. Does not mean the double portion still does not belong to you. It is your portion for the taking. It is your for the asking. You just need to come before God as the firstborn in Christ Jesus. And when you come to say Him, because of Christ, I am healed. Because of Christ, I am delivered. Because of Christ, I have salvation in my life it is because of his life amen church we are the firstborn in Jesus name you know and, and it's um devil always wants to use his past to belittle us as children of God he always wants to use lies and manipulation that, that we don't uh, hear God, that we don't understand the perfect will of God that he has for our lives. When, when my son Vince asked me for, for milk, you know, the moment I hear him asking, he doesn't stop. He just says like, Teta. you know, I think in Spanish means milk or water. I don't know what it means. It means to me, it means milk. I'm like, whenever he speaks Spanish to him, I'm like, banana? you know <laughs> just is this what you want? I don't know but he doesn't stop and then sometimes when when I don't come he's just dada you know I'm like he's like come on what's going on the moment I hear him it is as good as an answer when you when we come before God when we pray when he hears us it is as good as an answer because he is our father and we are his children come on somebody double portion blessing belongs to each one of us but as we read in the scripture we also know that double portion comes with responsibility for our lives amen God does not just throw out double portion blessings from heaven like lottery tickets come on somebody roll a good number oh that's Juan Juan's gonna get a double portion today why I don't know why no there is a purpose for a double portion 
because he has the responsibility for the people that God has surrounded him and he says you know what I need to supply your life with blessing in order for you to be a blessing to others see I heard this quote before that really always challenged me and and this man of God said put yourself in a position where God cannot afford to lose you when you become in a position that you are feeding families who do not have enough finances, God says, I can't afford to lose him because if I lose him, I lose that family that he's also supplying the needs. I can't afford to lose her because, you know, through her hands, she will heal the sick. And there's a cancer patient that I'm waiting for her to lay my hands on. When you put yourself in a position where God can't afford to lose you, double portion anointing will begin to flow in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. For the firstborn, God gives a responsibility of the people around them. It is maybe their families. It is maybe their brothers or their sisters that still do not know God. But double portion, blessing comes with the responsibility for each one of our lives. It's not that just we live an American dream. We have a good life. It is, it will come with it. But because we have a responsibility for the family, because we have responsibility for our co-workers, God says, I need to bless you. I need to bless you and I need to pour out the healing anointing into your hands because there's people that you're going to come in contact with who's just going to be in the last, you know, report from the doctor that they have this so much to live and they're going to die. I need to give the anointing of healing to your life. I need to bless you with freedom in your life that you know who's the real freedom because you're going to be around people who are going to be depressed, who are going to be on antidepressant pills, who are going to be suicidal, who are going to be cutting themselves and I need to give you with that gift of freedom and liberty so you can introduce them to Jesus who can set them free I need to bless you because you have a world around you that needs to receive what you have inside of you amen church firstborn blessing comes with responsibility and Jesus being the firstborn and and with his disciples he wanted to illustrate that gift and illustrate that that you guys have the responsibility around you for the crowds you know when Jesus walked on this earth and you you constantly see his heart and he said as Jesus walked with the crowd his heart was moved with compassion and it says over and over and over again because Jesus knew I'm responsible for the crowd that is around me I can't judge him or maybe he's sin or he didn't sin I need to bring healing I can't judge him you know if he did this or that I need to break free the chain that binds a wife because I am responsible for the real to the world that is around me and in Matthew 14 14 to 21 it says when Jesus landed and he saw a large crowd he had compassion on them and healed their sick as evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, there's remote area in this place and it's already getting late. Send them away so that they can go in the village and buy themselves food. And Jesus watched this and Jesus replied to them and said, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Jesus saw the people, the crowd as his responsibility. He says, look, you know what? I can I can bring I can I can bring food from heaven I can make it rain you know with bread and sandwiches and fish whatever it is you know but I, it's my responsibility and I want to teach you guys something that this people around you it is also your responsibility 
God wants to use what you have to bless others because you are the firstborn and the firstborn blessing belongs to you and I. Amen church? Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them some to eat. And they said, we have just here five loaves and bread of two fish. They answered. And Jesus said, bring them to me. And he, he said, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks, broke the leaves, uh, loaves, and he gave them to disciples. And disciples gave to the people. They all ate and were satisfied and the disciples picked up 12 baskets of broken pieces and they were left over and the number of those who ate was 5,000 men besides the women and children until we take on the responsibility for the people of God the people that God loves that's when the double portion blessing will begin to operate in our lives we have to understand blessing does not just come an accident because you were lucky it comes with the responsibility because God sees you as the answer to a dying world. God sees you as the as your hands heal the sick. God says, I need to pour out more blessing in your wife because there's so much more people that you need to bless. So much more people that you need to pray for. So much more, you know, scholarships that you're going to give out. Hospitals that you're going to build. The wells you're going to dig, you know, in Indian third world country. I need to bless you because you have the responsibility to be a blessing. Amen, church we have to understand that responsibility breaks selfishness responsibility begins to break you know that it's all about me it's all you know God bless me God did this when God gives you responsibility you are no longer about yourself you are you are you are looking to how to bless how to pray for others how can I pray for my family how can I bless this person and then when your responsibility begins to be more and more your selfishness begins to die your selfishness and your pride begins to be broken and you are no longer in a position where God cannot lose you God says I need to bless him why because his family still hasn't received Christ I need to heal through his hand why because there's a daughter that I love that is she's suffering with asthma you know there's a there's a family there's a marriage that's going through a hard time I need to bring reconciliation to that family and God says I cannot afford to lose you why because you took on the responsibility to care for your neighbor for your friend and you know and disciples and, and, and others were asking Jesus who is my neighbor who is my friend and Jesus told them it's those that people neglect as you've seen our home groups this week you know going out caring for those nobody cares for to be able to pray for those nobody prays for for those who are neglected in you know in the union gospel mission serving food and loved ones I challenge you this month as a month of giving this month as a month you know to be to share the blessing find something and something that you can give to those nobody cares for for those that have been rejected maybe it's your coat maybe it's shoes maybe it's you know school supplies whatever it may be that you become responsible for the world that is around you amen church and I believe that that's how Solomon begins to strike the heart of God when God comes to Solomon and second uh, chronicles verse 1 uh, chapter 1 verse 7 it says that night God appeared to Solomon and asked him ask for whatever you want for me to give you 
And Solomon asked, answered God and said, You have shown great kindness to David, my father, and have made me king in his place. And, and watch this. He says, Now, Lord God, let your promise of my father David be confirmed, for you have made me king over a people who are as numerous as dust on the earth. Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people for who are able to govern this great people of yours. God, God was shocked with Solomon's response and his request because Solomon's response wasn't God bless me so I can be the best king there ever was. Solomon just says to God, he's the people that you've given me. Give me wisdom so I can take care of them. God, give me knowledge so I can take care of the people that you entrusted me with. He knew he had a responsibility to fulfill and he said, God bless me so I can bless them. And God says, I like that because these are the people that I, I formed from the dust of this earth. These are the people that I'm going to send my son to die for. These, these are my heart. And God says, Solomon, just because you, you cared for them, I'll give you not just only wisdom, but riches, knowledge, and understanding. What is... God challenging you to be responsible with maybe it's it's your family members that you prayed for you prayed for and you gave up and God says because of your family I want to bless you God says maybe it's because of your your best friend that you God has put in your heart to pray for to bring salvation for they need the gospel many times more than we do we're the only Jesus they'll ever see we're the only Bible they'll, they'll ever know and God says I want to place the responsibility upon your life for them I know they might not want church. I know they not, might not want to hear about God. But you are responsible for them because you have known the lights. You have experienced that joy. And I want to pour that joy into their lives in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Last point is pay the full price of sacrifice. Pay the full price of sacrifice. When Jesus came to his disciples and he asked for them to give something to eat you know and it's uh for men it's not easy to give up food yes come on somebody it's not easy right and uh when jesus came to the disciples probably peter peter was like can i pull you aside a little bit you know i said five loaves and two fish i know you might i know you have faith and everything but you know it's it's not even enough to feed ourselves 12 men you know for five loaves of bread and two fish it's not enough we're gonna you have to cast lots who's gonna get the bigger portion you know because when you break sometimes it's uneven so peter and the disciples are like jesus you know this is not enough for us you know it's, it's not good for us to be hungry just let him go so we can even survive it was a sacrifice for them to give up that food but Jesus said you have to be part if you want to be part of the blessing you have to give something that is a sacrifice to you when you are giving you know that dollar bill that you sometimes don't even need or you wash your pants and you reach down huh dollar bill you know and you throw in the offering basket that's not sacrifice sacrifice hurts sacrifice means something sacrifice touches us and and when when Jesus when Jesus came to the disciples says you know what yes I can send them away and it won't mean nothing to us but I want this miracle to be part of the sacrifice that you give I want to teach you responsibility that you can't just let them go and, and who knows what will happen to them you be part of that miracle you come to a place of responsibility and sacrifice and then I will pour out the double portion blessing upon their life amen spirit spirit of selfishness was broken over the disciples lives and they saw how sacrifice and responsibility when they come together 
the double portion anointing begins to pour out upon their lives. You know, a sacrifice for, for many of us, it could be, you know, time. For some of us, for money is not sacrifice. For some of us, energy. For some of us, you know, stepping out and witnessing to others. For some of us, spending time with our family could be sacrificed because of what they've done to us. For some of us, sacrifice means a different things. But just like David, when when and David, when he counted the uh, the his his men his warriors his soldiers and God told them not to do that and you know a plague an angel of death came and began to strike down you know Israelites and it said uh, that 70,000 men fell and David could have been like you know uh, made a mistake God has punished him whatever let it let this just go by but then he says that you know I need to bring a sacrifice before God I need to bring an offering before God and he comes to this field and he says you know I, I want this field so I can bring sacrifice to God and the owner of the field is like hey take it you're the king you know people are dying just just take it but David in his heart he says you know what yes I can get the field and I can bring a sacrifice but it won't cost me a thing in the second Samuel 24 24 it says that but David answered he said no I have to pay you what it's worth I can't offer to the Lord my God a sacrifice that cost me nothing we have to understand that greatness has a price revival it has a price that we need to pay salvation of our family it has a price that we must pay it is through fasting it is through praying it is through continual inviting them it is through continuous crying out God save my family it has a price to pay some of us we think that you know we can get you know uh, revival at a discount we can get it on sale we can you know maybe just one time come in and pray and it's all awesome no it's a three-day sacrifice it is continued praying it's years after years seeing no salvation take place at the church but it's to declare that thousands locally millions globally would take place that is a sacrifice sacrifice is, is being faithful when your heart is broken sacrifice is to begin to stand when you feel like you want to run you want to quit you want to give up you want to toss in the towel that is sacrifice sacrifice is to continue to pray for the salvation of your son and on your daughter when they're getting more more on drugs they get locked up in jail they begin to overdose that is sacrifice when you stand and you take God at his word and you say God what you said I will do and I will pray according to it sacrifice is being consistent when you're being embarrassed when what you believe for what you stand for it's 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 contrary to what is taking place around you that is sacrifice sacrifice is, is holding on to the promises of God when you feel like you're moving backwards not forward there's no progress it's just years of pain of of weeping and it's just things are not working out that is sacrifice God begins to come to to David and he says bring to me a sacrifice but David understand the look I have to pay a price I have to pay a price before God because I don't want to offer to God something which cost me nothing. 
I'm going to live a life. These are the people. They are my responsibility. I have made a mistake. And yes, you know, this could just be easy for me, an easy way out. But because I am responsible for the world that is around me, I am responsible for my whole family tree to know God. I'm responsible for the sick that God's going to use my hands to heal. I'm responsible for the prophecy word that's going to come out of my mouth and restore somebody's future, restore somebody's hope. I am responsible. So I have to bring a sacrifice to God, which costs me something to whom much is given much is required God God has a double portion blessing on each one of our lives and it's not that we're just gonna live in, in, in a lot of money it's it's God wants to bless you financially so he can see through your finances hospitals being open through your finances, orphanages being open, rehab centers, teen centers, abortion clinics to be closed through your finances. I mean, I remember a few years ago, uh, you know, when me, when me and my wife, we collected it through, uh, through Hungry Generation enough money to build a well in India. Until this day, there's water for one village and it feeds about, I think they said about 100,000 people that year were able to receive clean water just with $2,000 a hundred thousand people just two thousand dollars that that time it kind of it hit me and I knew that God you know I, I want to have more than enough I want to live in the double portion blessing why because there's people that I might never meet but my money can go there and can bring clean water to a village and I remember um, my first sacrifice you know when before right before I was getting married I had a car that I that I got from auction fix I was gonna sell I was gonna make a lot of money on it and I was like man no, this is good you know we first getting married and you need money and you need a lot of money because you know everything costs money and at that time you know a family in our church you know lost their car and that was their only car to go to work and for the whole family and God put on my heart that hey give that car away I'm like God you know how much money I'm gonna make do you know <laughs> And I was wrestling with I remember that I remember that morning it was a it was a back pew second back pew I was praying there and, and God's like give that family a car and I was just like ah it's hard because it's it was everything to me at that time it's it's easy to give things away when you have extra you know but when you have one and and you know you need that it's like the crutch that you need to lean on God says I want you to give that I remember giving that and uh, in a way kind of like as I gave it I said God you know take it you know I'm gonna lose it one way or the other you know so just take it you know <laughs> lay it at the altar and from then on that's when the, that's when God began to open up doors with finances that as time went by a car dealership through that sacrifice begin to open a, a body shop begin to open that at this day there's 10 empl uh, 10 employees working currently 10 families being fed because of the sacrifice that went into at that time and as I look back right now and I'm like was it worth it yes it was worth it would I would I do it again yes I probably would give two probably would be a better place now you know and that's what many times God challenges us there's sometimes people that are in our lives and God says you're responsible for it just give it give it that more sacrifice give you know that love maybe it's to sow a seed into the life maybe it is to open up a home group for you that's going to be a sacrifice for you maybe it is to invest your time and money into a relationship that you see in a church that is struggling and God says you know I'm giving you the responsibility that that marriage stays together 
or maybe it's the family that you need to visit and, and just pray for them each one of us God it's it, to each to each their own even every single person God has that responsibility and he put in our heart but with it comes sacrifice I wish I could tell you that the greatness has a discount it costs what it costs I wish revival had like a Black Friday or a Cyber Monday that, that you know that we only pray one hour and that's it it's years of continuing praying years of continuing praying you know looking back right now we didn't get to this place because a man or a pastor just said you know we're gonna have a church you know we had teenagers who didn't speak English and we still robbed stores and we preached on Sunday after that it was sacrifice because it was continuing to proclaim the vision that we're gonna one day reach the nation while your own teenagers that you're preaching you're prophesying about are robbing stores it was sacrificed because families begin to leave and they said you're crazy you don't know what you're doing just go start a church somewhere else or get a pastoral position but that was sacrifice that was that was years you know the fasting that we're doing Monday through Friday every morning prayer in this place there's a price to pay there's a price to pay where we are with our church hungry gen right now it's not even we haven't even scratched the surface to where God wants us to be but that place only comes when we sacrifice we have the responsibility for this world we have the responsibility thousands locally millions globally we have to pay the price we have to show God God we will pay something which costs us something come on somebody when you see what's on the other side you will say it is worth it when you see the marriage on the other side you'll say it's worth it it was worth the price it was worth the responsibility it was worth the prayers it was worth the fasting when you see the healings that God will do through your hands you will say it was worth it when you see the dead being raised you will say God the years that I went through it was worth it I'll pay the price it'll cost me everything but I know what's on the other side Thanks for listening to this week's message from Hungry Generation. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat by using at HungryGen. Stay blessed, and we'll see you next week.